Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. And then when we take a step back, we're like, money is a tool to help us create what? Fill in that blank. Like, what is the life you want to create? I talk about how money can buy happiness, Mm -hmm. but we have to make sure what it's actually buying and also how it affects different aspects of the wellness dimensions, Mm -hmm. the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, environmental, occupational, social, and the financial aspect of it. Today on the Abundant Living Podcast, we're having a conversation with our friend, Jason Vitug, best-selling author and founder of Frugal.com, a personal finance website and financial marketplace. He champions the movement behind the road to financial wellness to empower a generation to live healthy, wealthy, and happy. And today we're talking about the multi-dimensions of money for a happy life. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesleya Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We are a community of wealth partners who are Christian professional women that lift up the double protection of wisdom and wealth. We believe wisdom is better when it's paired with money, especially if you get both while you're still living. Every week, we'll have conversations guided by this principle from Ecclesiastics 7, 11 through 12 to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. So we invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your friends and with your family. I had to sit with the title of this episode for a minute, multidimensional money. But as we listened to Jason express the role of money in his life, I recognized the impacts money had on him and ultimately his decision to leave the corporate world and go on his journey to seek clarity. Colossians 3, 1 and 2, 12 to 17 tells us that We've been raised to life with Christ and that we should set our hearts on things that are in heaven. But you know, our hearts are usually set on reaching the next goal that we have made for ourselves, not on heaven. This gets in the way of our focus on God and our spirituality. Recognizing that we are charged to take the peace that Christ gives to guide us in the decisions we make is the only thing that can restore the importance of our relationship with God and one another. Doing so, it leads us to what is truly important. It's not always the job, nor the money, nor status. It is always our source. It is always God. I fully understand Jason's reasoning now. 
Welcome, Wealth Partners, to another episode of the Abundant Living Podcast. And we're so happy that you are here with us today. We have our friend, our guest, Jason Vitug, with us. And we're so happy that he is joining us. He is a best-selling author of You Only Live Once, The Roadmap to Financial Wellness, and the founder of Frugal. That's with a P-H. R O O G A L. <laughs> and it's a personal finance website and financial marketplace where he champions the movement behind the road to wellness to empower a generation to live healthy, wealthy, and happy. And the generation that he has expertise in are millennials. And he's also has expertise in living with purpose. Now, you know, that is one of the pillars of the Abundant Living Podcast, managing your money confidently living life purposefully, and building wealth intentionally. Jason, you are here to help us just learn from you how you've a been able to obviously walk in these pillars. This Your whole life, everything you do really is an embodiment of the pillars that the Abundant Living Podcast stands on. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting because... I, I always am filled with gratitude and appreciation when I, whenever I'm getting an, an opportunity to engage and connect with like-minded uh, people. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a way to expand my understanding of my own purpose. And when you talk about these pillars, it's, it's the pillars are an embodiment, I think, of living life well. And when you mentioned the first title of my book, You Only Live Once, The Roadmap to Financial Wellness and a Purposeful Life. And so you cannot take away purpose <laughs> when we're talking about money. You cannot take away purpose when we're talking about our career. You cannot take away purpose when we're talking about family. So I look at these things as all integrated. And But I always like to preface that purpose for me is something greater than myself mm -hmm. and so when i go and i share with people or they come and they ask me it's like jason how can i find my purpose i go well it is it is challenging but i've, I've discovered a process which is have life experiences mm. connect with other people go out there every touch point every experience is teaching you something and what it does also, it exposes you to an interest, something you may not have been aware of that you, that, that just lights you up, like, right? It's ignited your spirit from within. And then you, then you decide this is a decision, a conscious decision to take your time and effort into that interest. That is your passion. And so when people talk about passion, well, yeah, passion is, is, is a sacrifice, right? The original word for passion is mm -hmm. sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that is a sacrifice in terms of kind of pursuing this interest full heartedly. And when you realize that, that, that passion serves you and can serve others, you found your purpose. You and have. so. So for me, it's been, it's been years and I started realizing, I'm like, oh, okay, we can start talking about how it doesn't have to be like this nebulous idea or concept of purpose. We can, mm. we can distill it down. And, mm. and I think that's why having these conversations, that's why opening our minds and, and being introduced to new things is essential in order for us to live purposeful lives. 
I agree. I know wow. one of the things that we explain to our clients is that money should be a tool mm-hmm. used to create mm-hmm. a life of mm-hmm. meaning and purpose. I know initially that wasn't always your viewpoint. I think no. you had the the same viewpoint that many of us had as it relates to what wealth is and mm-hmm. how we're supposed to attain it and what we're supposed to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I had the the quintessential model of being bad with money. And I used to think that because I was bad with money, maybe there was a deficiency in the type of person <laughs> I was. <laughs> but then realizing that, no, it was just a lack of knowledge. And that, that's why I think it's so important for me to continue talking about my my really horrible relationship with money and my kind of not understanding what it was that to your point, it is a tool, a tool that allows us to build a life of meaning and to build a healthy, wealthy life. And Mm -hmm. for me, I didn't grow up that way. So I grew up with a different set of mindset. It's like I grew up, my parents are immigrants and we grew up where they came from nothing. And, and to this day, I am still grappling and trying to understand how they grew up. I grew up always having food and shelter and a roof over my head, and I had mm-hmm. access to healthcare. So I didn't have to think about those things. Mm-hmm. Yes, it wasn't a huge mansion. And yes, we weren't eating the most quality type foods, or I wasn't wearing branding clothing, but I didn't have to worry about these essentials. But then understanding and talking with my parents more openly and realizing that there were periods that they weren't eating a week, two weeks. So just imagine how that has informed the way they are Mm -hmm. and being able to leave a country they were born and grew up into something different and new and not Mm -hmm. having these connections and then realizing, okay, we're coming here to basically figure out how we can strive, not just survive, but strive, and then giving their kids the opportunity to thrive. And so for me, I look back and and I see how my parents' relationship with money has impacted me because they they weren't knowledgeable financially because they weren't weren't exposed to it Mm -hmm. and they didn't grow up with it. And then they got access to credit and they got access to all these tools and they weren't necessarily sure how to use it. All they knew was they needed to, again, that programming of survival, they needed to survive. And however that, that serves or does not serve us, that, that mentality does not serve us. Mm -hmm. And so it did lead to their financial issues and those financial issues informed my relationship. So I was bad with, with credit cards. I did buy an expensive luxury BMW to drive and I still love those cars (laughs) because I thought, hey, look, look, everyone, I made it. I made it. (laughs) And at the end of the day, I mean, here I am working two jobs just to pay for the for the payment of of the car. And those things I share because they're part of my story. But then I don't want to have to repeat those stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get it. And so I needed to understand how I was managing my money that kept me in a place of scarcity that Mm -hmm. kept me with a mindset of being broke 
and it took a long time and i'm still learning and i'm not here saying i'm not learning i'm still learning because financial situations i mean as we get older as other situations happen we have to learn how to deal with the environmental changes mm -hmm. and so even now it's it's as my parents are getting older and they have medical and health issues i'm their caregiver so now i am in a different role yes and now i'm, I'm beginning to understand okay what are, what is estate planning now i really got to dive into insurance and i'm like yeah. wait i thought i knew everything about money and finance and i go nope i <laughs> just scratched the surface mm -hmm. but it is it really is about just the exposure aspect of it when it comes when now I know I know exactly what I need to look at I don't have to be the expert I need to know where to look like first what I need and then who I can reach out to and so I think when when both of you are in the roles that you're in as accredited financial counselors and coaches you are exposing people through uh, your conversations about these little topics mm -hmm. yeah. and you may not dive into them, but that exposure in itself is just a plant that's that like a, a seed that's planted Absolutely. and then it's going to grow. Right. And so, so it's like, for me, it's like, what other opportunities can we have conversation around money and in what places and in what context? Well, that, yeah. you know, that's so good. And it's good that you were able to recognize that scarcity mindset where you got it from and what you needed to do in order to resolve it. I like it when you say that money isn't everything, but money impacts everything. Yes. And it does. And it impacts it in different ways, depending on the season where you are. You say you're helping your parents. It's a different season. Estate planning is a different thing. Long-term insurance, those kinds of things that we need to do and to have and address with our parents are very, very important. So I, I am just so glad that you are free and open and willing to share with us that you didn't start knowing it all. It's just like <laughs> us. We didn't have financial mentors when we were younger. Both Wes and I had to go through the uh, all the credit cards, mm -hmm. the debt problems, the learning that we needed to get out of them, and then being able to do so. So we had to educate ourselves, give ourselves the time and give ourselves the grace in order to be able to learn, then serve others, which is what you're doing too. You're, you're helping to plant the seed out there. And the one thing that you do that's so special to me is you enjoy life while mm. you're doing it. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I know just looking on uh, social media and say, where is Jason now? <laughs> I've never seen that. I haven't seen that place. Wow. You were somewhere where it was like the, it was in Florida and it was the corner, the point of, I, I don't know. You just have been so many places that I, I want to go and I'm going to go. Some of those places I'm challenged to go and I will be there. Yeah. It's, I think one, one of the key things when you, when you hit, uh, when you said the words, about giving ourselves kind of the, 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 the grace. And yeah. I would say too, like giving ourselves the space and grace. Yeah. And I, that's when I look at it in terms of, okay, what space do I want to enter to feel myself in grace? Yeah. And so I go and I, and I, and I enjoy myself in these beautiful locations. And, and so it's, it's time for me 
to reflect and contemplate. And so whenever I post these photos and, and these images, they usually come with a specific thought because something does pop into my mind and it's a way for me to reflect. And, and I think one of the, the key things that I've learned is that once I've been able to solve my financial worries and my financial issues, I have been able to really dive deeper into kind of my purpose and, and my life's mission. Mm-hmm. And not saying that I know it all, but it gives me the opportunity to at least devote the time and my resources in exploring what that is or what that could be. And, and so that's why when we're talking about like money and finances, I want people to understand it's like, yeah, if we can't solve the money issues, it's going to be very challenging for us to kind of solve the life problems. And, mm-hmm. and what, what I've begun saying, saying more and more to people when I'm talking about money, it's like, yeah, money solves money problems, but money doesn't solve life problems. So where yeah, are you right good. now? Mm-hmm. And most people are, I'm in debt. I'm in, uh, I'm not making enough money to pay my bills. Or I, I have these goals of wanting to live in a safer home. And, and so all these, all these financial thoughts are, are, are filling their minds and they're unable to kind of work on this little nudge. I mean, everyone has this little nudge, mm-hmm. like in the, in the back of their head or in their gut. They're going, yes, I know I am meant for something more, but I can't, or I'm too afraid to even explore it. Because the weight of my financial issues is just too much. And so that's why I've become more open, um, more so about all the financial challenges that I have, all the messiness. Mm-hmm. And and more so, when people have read my first book and they've listened to me talk, they get excited because they're like, wow, I can't believe you're you're that open about your financial messiness and i go yes i was a high earning financial mess but i'm glad to say i i am a high earning not a financial mess (laughs) today so so it is possible and and i don't like to say the cliche because it's like oh if i can do it you can too but i want everyone to have that abundant mindset that all all our experiences are just blueprints for others to take and figure out okay their path and and so that's what i've learned too it's sort of like when i quit my job it was i was going through this tumultuous like a period of my life and i think we all do we we start asking ourselves we've worked really hard we follow this path to success and happiness and then we're laying in bed wondering okay, well, what really is next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've spent so much time trying to, or thinking, believing that if we made more money, it's going to solve this nagging issue that we had talked about. And so I was there. I felt that. And I go, I climbed the corporate ladder. I made a six-figure income. I'm living in Palo Alto, California. I have the fancy title of an executive and I'm traveling, I'm eating good food. But I wasn't necessarily happy. Mm. And I thought more money would solve my problem. And I would go to my boss and say, I need a raise. And you know what she would say? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I th- I was hoping she would say no. <laughs> because then it would be like, you see, you don't value me. Uh-huh. But, 
but the opposite it was like right. we really value you mm-hmm. the company was growing under my direction and and so that was when i had to figure something else out and so i either was going to walk a very destructive path that would lead to more harm or i was going to walk in, in something else and so what i needed to do was kind of break that pattern and both of you know that instead of taking the ceo route mm-hmm. i quit and mm-hmm. i resigned to the shock of everyone around me yeah yeah Yeah. and but for me i needed to do something drastic in order to shift the course of my life Mm. and the only reason i was truly able to do that was because i was financially secure if i wasn't financially secure i would not have been able to take that risk so when i tell everyone i was like yeah i quit a job but I didn't jump into another job just to pay my bills or I didn't jump into entrepreneurship to figure out how to make money. Yeah. I was financially secure to be able to take time off, to be able to figure out, okay, what what has happened, what has transpired. And I think that is why I am a big believer in kind of like the moment of pause. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's like when you when you read uh, scripture when you read uh religious texts it's about solitude the importance of solitude and being one and i think in a world we're so busy constantly on the go yeah. it's like it's very hard to pause and that for me was a moment of pause i mean yeah it was 15 months of pausing <laughs> but i needed that time and then I realized that's that was a decade ago, and I'm still in this process of healing and growing and realizing my full potential. But I needed that that pause. And for now in my life too, I I make sure that that I I kind of set moment of pause. And that's why you see those photos in social media. <laughs> yeah. So whenever you and I'm very intentional, so I don't post anything just to post it and just to be like hey look how look look <laughs> look flossing. at me yeah look at me <laughs> look at this beautiful place i'm in there's always an intention yeah. and now now you're having an inside into my how my brain works <laughs> when you see those beautiful sunsets it's because i'm in a moment of gratitude mm-hmm. not saying that that i'm not grateful every morning that you don't yeah. see a sunset it's just in that particular moment i might be having a hard morning and then so me stepping out and just looking at something, one, it's free. It doesn't cost much. Yeah. And I, and I stand there and I am filled with joy just seeing the, the, the beautiful colors yes. and every mo- and all the sunsets I've posted, they're all different. Yeah. And it's this set for me, it's a sense of awe, right? Mm-hmm. The, the sense of wow. And, and that keeps me one, uh, humble. And also keeps me in place in terms of there is something grander and greater. And the struggles that I am facing at that moment is really minuscule to this beautiful, immense, brightly colored sunrise <laughs> that I'm watching. So and that gets that gets me going. That that gets that gets the day going. And so I like to push back on people that they make fun of me because I say, if you're having a bad day, get up out of bed, make your bed. <laughs> yes. Make your coffee if you have to mm-hmm. and get out there, just do some stretching and I go some light stretch. I mean, just getting out of bed can help you stretch, like lengthen. <laughs> and those like that doesn't that doesn't lead to wealth. I go, 
it's it's a better step than 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 being stuck in our minds in yes. this loop and and so the movement is is important and i think that's all part and that's all part of like the pillars yes it's, yeah the finance the the purpose the mm-hmm. the movement of our bodies yeah yes. that's all that's all connected it's all it is. connected it's all connected it's understanding that our life is supposed to be abundant like understanding that we are supposed to have a prosperous mm-hmm. healthy life scripture says and you know we're christian the scripture says that we're supposed to prosper as our soul prospers prosper and be in good health Mm -hmm. as our soul prospers so that means we're supposed to be healthy emotionally mentally physically Mm -hmm. our our relationships are supposed to be healthy so all of that works together it all works together and i am just grateful for you saying that you have to stop and take a pause you have to stop and show gratitude because we can get so caught up in like you said what's going on in our lives that we miss Mm -hmm. the god moment that we miss the moments that he has placed here for us to just sit back and just let him do it or whatever just let it be and let him do it and just operate in the flow and a lot of times we can't do that we can't be obedient we can't submit we can't slow down because of money and money will be the very thing that is used to distract us from the abundant life that we're supposed to have yeah we're supposed to have it you know also you said you were prepared Mm -hmm. to leave that six-figure job that's important i think getting along getting by yourself getting clarity helps you develop strategies develop plans develop routes opportunities to prepare yourself so that you can leave when you want to leave nobody wants to be stuck someplace unhappy but growing six seven figures that's not helpful when you're not happy yeah. or fulfilled. Sometimes just just the solitude so you can open yourself so that you can listen to that still small voice from God who's going to share with you and tell you what it is that he wants you to do and the direction that he wants you to go in. I just really have come to understand now that Money isn't everything. And like let's say, we teach that it's a tool and it is. It gives you opportunity. It gives you access, but it is not everything. Absolutely. It is not everything. Not at all. Absolutely. It's money is a tool. And I think we can't say that often enough because the world reminds us with marketing, social media, our family and friends subconsciously reminding us that <laughs> yeah. money is to buy something money is to do this to do that and then when we take a step back we're like money is a tool to help us create yeah. what fill in that blank like yes. what is the life you want to create and then for me one part of that story of le- leaving my corporate job that i want to stress with people is that the first time I realized I needed to make a change was when I was laying in bed. I was overcome with emotion. And I think, I guess my doctor would say it was a panic attack, an anxiety attack. 
And I got up out of bed and I walked out my balcony and I stared outside and there were, there was, I think, some light fog and maybe some stars. And I said, God, I need help. It was the first time I've ever voiced that I was going through something. And it wasn't words in my mind. I voiced the words out. They were verbal. Wow. They there were resonance. There was vibration in that. And everything that happened, hitting rock bottom, hurting in relationships, it all went into focus. And then I said, I need to make a drastic change. And it was that moment w of acknowledging how helpless I felt, even with the money that I had, how helpless I felt was enough to give me the courage to kind of forge a different path. And it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, I am a big believer that we have so much control over our lives, but there are a lot of things we can't control the environment aspects that that constantly changes mm -hmm. right we could be financially secure and ready to take on the world and all of a sudden we are hit with the pandemic and everything closes yeah. we yeah. are prepared to to follow our purpose then all of a sudden <laughs> my mom gets hit with parkinson's like mm -hmm. it's all these things that that i am so prepared to do and then the world just happens along but there is mm -hmm. one thing I have learned is that one, money can make things easier to deal with because that's a society that we've created, right? Yeah. It's, it's whether we mm -hmm. agree with it or not, that's a society that we created that money, we can throw money at a problem. And once we do that, like how can we work on the other aspects of that problem? So now we're not just talking about, I can't afford the medical bill. We're now talking about how can I make your life easier, happier? And so, so for me, that goes into like the sense of purpose and the connection and our, and, and our connection with God. It's like, okay, I, once you solve that, that money issue, it's, you really can start devoting some time on there, but it always boils down to, it's like, like I say, money isn't everything, but it mm -hmm. impacts most things. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and so. Uh, we want more and more people to understand that connection. And so for me, the last few years, I have been devoted in the understanding on how these different aspects of our lives are connected. Because I could be financially secure, but if my parents are suffering in some way, it is going to affect me. Mm -hmm. If I yeah. am financially secure and I am not taking care of my body or my mm -hmm. mind, it's going to affect me. Yes, it is. And if I'm financially secure and my community is suffering, it's going to affect me. And so instead of being overwhelmed, and I think that's what happens, we, we become overwhelmed and we're unable to control the aspects that we can. I go and I say, okay, well, there are these dimensions or these pillars as you've worked. Where can we devote our time and even some of our financial resources to address it? And then, then, then we feel this, this, like this, this part where, okay, we solved a little bit of it. And that is kind of like this, this motivation. And, and then you get to, to look at it and it's like, okay, the world looks like all these things are happening, but 
but I'm able to at least control this, this one piece mm-hmm. of, of me. And I think for me, like I, I felt I've, I've been someone that said that enjoyed solitude. And all of a sudden when I was quarantined <laughs> alone, it tested <laughs> yes. my solitude, yeah. the pause. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we talk about, so I go and I, and I always try to look at it. It's like abundance, positivity, and optimism in any situation. I think that's what's going to help us get mm-hmm. through things. And I lost a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. and so I am still trying to grapple with that. There is a, a, over a dozen people in my life in the last two years that have in one way or another are, are gone, have passed. And so I go and I grapple with that because I go, what, what, is the meaning of all of it. Mm-hmm. And then I realize it's just a reminder that anything and everything can happen. And what can we do today? Yeah. And for me, it's like in those losses, I've realized that it is a, a testament to their memories for me to continue living in my mm-hmm. purpose. Mm-hmm. Because yes. those relationships have affected who I am. And they, in many ways, continue to live on through my, through my actions, through my thoughts. And so when I tell everyone, I go, we go through so much. And so many of us have gone through so much in the last couple of years. And it's, it's, it is hard. It is challenging. But giving yourself that pause to be able to reflect is, mm-hmm. is really helpful. And that's why I go and I refer to that period, right? When we were quarantined or isolated, I go, it is the great pause. Mm-hmm. And, and that pause is an opportunity to reflect. It's not to look at, oh, wow, I made all these bad mistakes. I did this, this, this. It's an opportunity to reflect, reflect on your story, reflect mm-hmm. on your history, and then go embrace the beautiful things that have happened. Yeah. And also learn from the things that aren't so beautiful and figure out yeah. a move forward. And so that's what's propelled me that we're still undergoing the, the pandemic and, yeah. and it's still ever evolving and changing. Yeah. I'm going through it going, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm meeting people and I'm, I'm engaging. I'm talking and it's a high level mm-hmm. or a different kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing, though. It still revolves around money. They're like, yeah, Jason, we can't talk to you without talking about money because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> we're having this discussion about you want to travel the world, but if you don't have your money right, yeah, that's that's not going to help. And <laughs> and if, right. if other people in your family are suffering in some way, yeah, you're not going to enjoy it as much. And so, mm-hmm. so let's let's take let's take a step back and, and figure out how how can we get you to the place that you need to be, so you're mentally and emotionally, physically ready. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you got those pieces ready, right? It's like you're you're willing to receive, and then you get that that yeah. spirit, mm-hmm. the, the the igniting. And and so when I tell people, I go, when you are in a flow. When you're feeling the flow of life, you tell yourself, wow, I'm inspired. I'm inspired to create. And I go, do you know where the root word of inspired is from? Inspiritus. Inspirit. It's like you have the spirit in you and that is what is pushing you. And I go, that spirit is, is crushed and pushed down when... We're, we're bogged down with things. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. we can, we, we might not be able to control our thoughts. 
our feelings, our body, the environment, our social friends, right? We can't control what other people do, but we can control our money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is both what you both said early on too. It's like we can control our money. And, yeah. but for some reason, we've been programmed to believe we can't. And this programming that we can't control our money is so that the people who knows that they, you can't control your money gets all your money. <laughs> exactly. And, and so it's sort of like, and I go, Oh, that's right. That was my aha moment. I'm like, now I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand that we do have, I go, I may not control a lot, but I can control how I spend. Yes. I can control how much income. And I used to not believe I can control my income. And I used okay. to believe I was, can I, I had to wait until my employers paid me. I had to wait until the credit card company would say, Hey, Jason, you got to pay this. And I realized okay. I go, wait, wait. I can I can have control in those things yes. and and that changed my relationship and and that's why it's it's the work that you do which around money but so much more is so important it's so essential it's vital mm-hmm. it's crucial because we need more people living in purpose yes, yes. and yeah. one yeah. thing that that you know I've pushed on against for some time in the financial space was this idea of people wanting to make money so they can quit to do nothing and i'm like that's not the point that's not i go i can tell you right now (laughs) it is not the point because they did that and they were miserable yeah so they reached that number they reached that goal and we've heard the stories they're absolutely miserable many times Mm -hmm. life is lived as we're walking towards those milestones Mm mm-hmm yeah. Those milestones are important. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our set of, it's our direction, correct? Yes. It's like we, we want to set these milestones, but you're not going to be happy once you reach that milestone. It's the happiness is going to be experienced through that journey. Yeah. And that's when that's we look right. at the mindfulness approach. That's yes, when we look right. at our connection mm-hmm. with, with yeah. self, with others, with God. It's like all these things are connected and that allows us to be in the present present moment Mm -hmm. and so one thing that i've been interviewing a number of psychologists and what i've realized is that because i never understood because we are living in a world where people are anxious we're living in a world where people are depressed Mm -hmm. there's a lot of anxiety and Mm -hmm. and depression which are clinical observable diagnosis and and things Mm -hmm. like that and then they told me and and I think it's because I because of my my spiritual development. I think I, I look at it differently, <laughs> and you know they're looking at yeah. research and things like that. But <laughs> my spiritual development, I realize I go anxiety is when we focus on living in the future. Depression is this focus in living in our past, and it is hard for us to to live in a time where we don't exist. The only thing that exists right now is this gift, this present yes, moment. Yes, yes. And so we can then say this gift that is given to us, this present, we can now make better decisions that can alter our past because now what's happened today, this moment, mm-hmm is going to be t- yesterday it's a past mm-hmm. yes and now i'm going right. to remember it with gratitude because i've i'm spending this time with both of you so you are now part of my yeah. path as we talk <laughs> in this podcast and <laughs> and then the future 
is what we make of it based on what's happening today. Mm-hmm. So I know as I am having discussions with you, there are ideas and thoughts that are forming in my mind as we're speaking. And I can see there's a path to a future where we are collaborating more. <laughs> so I'm going, and, and that's what I said, like being present, being with you, understanding your story and having this conversation, you know, this, yeah. this gift is allowing me to forge a different future and, and add to the wonderful past. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to add that. <laughs> you know, I love it when you were talking about the anxiety of the future and the depression in the past and the gift of the, mm-hmm. the is the present is the gift but in that present mm-hmm. being the gift is also happiness with contentment mm. yes because if you aren't content then yeah you're only looking to the future and I'm trying to figure this out I'm trying to figure that or you look into the past worried about shoulda coulda wouldas right mm-hmm. and you can't even experience contentment in the present and have happiness in the present and I think that's why a lot of people struggle even with the whole concept of you know we say define wealth for yourself yeah whatever that wealth well-being abundance define it for yourself and then put your steps in place in order to accomplish that Find, you obviously you have to fund it but what does that mean and it looks different for everybody but what does it look like for you and then be content in that and so I love how mm-hmm. you have just defined this space for you to give you the freedom to do what you want to do what it, like you said was purpose in you yeah. and what's important yeah. to you and so yeah. your next book is about happiness yeah it is about happiness and and to your point about contentment i think what i've learned through the research and study on happiness is that it is a choice mm-hmm. it's a choice that we make in the present moment you're not going to be happy in the in the future mm-hmm. and when we think about our past we make a choice to decide whether or not like we only focus on the happy moments yeah and but biologically like our brain is programmed to protect us so we think about all the fearful moments so this way we we keep ourselves from having to experience it right the safety mechanism but that that affects how we live in the world in the present moment because now we're living in fear we're living in scarcity we're not living in abundance because we're just afraid of something Mm -hmm. and so being present allows us the opportunity to choose happiness and to your point, when you, I love it when you said about contentment, because contentment is a state of being. Yeah. And to us, we can confuse happiness, joy, and contentment. I mean, they're all kind of all co- connected. And but science and and researchers are going well. When you look at brain waves, there's a difference in how people perceive this word. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe they are different. There are some differences on there. And so that state of contentment, I always believe, is that for people to find that 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 state of being where they are content with what they have mm-hmm. and who they are. But that doesn't mean you don't challenge yourself to be better. Mm-hmm. But when things happen, yeah, when you fall back, you don't fall through your your base level of contentment. 
Yeah. It's like right. you're still content. Yes. And so and so that's why when I was writing this book on happiness, I wanted people to understand when you are looking to achieve financial goals, you cannot sacrifice your social relationships, which includes relationship with your parents, your friends. That's right. You cannot that's sacrifice right. your spiritual development. You cannot sacrifice your physical health in pursuit of money because what's going to happen is that all that stuff is going to hit and the, the stories that people shared like how they were achieving financial freedom and when they achieved it they looked around and they said i'm alone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no one here to enjoy it and i go well the five ten years that you were driven which i and i'm going to praise that you were driven to achieve this number well, you're part of the result of it is that you sacrifice relationships or building relationships with people. And so there is there is a balance to it. And that's when I go and I say, when we are facing some of our biggest challenges financially, research has shown people with a healthy circle of family and friends are always more satisfied with where they are regardless of their financial situation. And so it's it's important for us to, again, to the really look at these pillars. And so in this book of happiness, yeah, I talk about happiness and I talk about how money can buy happiness, mm-hmm. but we have to make sure what it's actually buying and also how it affects different aspects of the wellness dimensions, mm-hmm. the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, environmental, occupational, social, and the financial aspect of it. And we are multidimensional, multifaceted yes. Yes. beings. Yes, we and are. so some of us come into this world stronger in other parts than others. Mm-hmm. And it's identifying what area of wellness we're stronger at and then counterbalancing that with the areas that we're weak in. Yeah. So when I go and and I see how I've gotten from where I was to where I am, it was my relationships with my friends, my family, my mentors. When I was going through all the financial issues, I leaned into their knowledge. I leaned into their grace and their space. Mm-hmm. And so when I was suffering, they were like, Jason, we got you. We got we we got a couch for you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you don't have money hey you know what coffee's on me and and so so those are those things and i go okay i'm i I love my solitude i I get my energy i'm an introvert extrovert and like i'm in like in between (laughs) but but uh it's like that leaning into the friendships the connections allowed me to weather some of the the tough moments of my life and then then realizing okay well these if i can identify these dimensions or what you use these pillars mm-hmm. it's like where can i focus my attention and mm-hmm. and if i am feeling lost but i have the money i have the friends i have the physical and mental health well maybe i need to devote my time and my resources on my faith and then my spiritual development And so that has allowed me to go, oh, okay, there are actual areas and buckets that we can focus on. And when you, when we do, we can choose happiness. 
And so it's sort of like, because if I go and I'm like, okay, I got seven, I'm good. I'm good on the seven <laughs> and the seven of the eight, and, but I'm still not happy. Why yeah. aren't you happy? Right. And then I go, well, and it's hard, right? If we can't, if we can't figure out what's going on, what aspect of our lives, mm-hmm. it's like, it is hard for us to be happy when everything else is, because everyone will be looking at you. Well, uh, and Wes, everyone's like, you got it going on. Like, why are you telling me you're not happy? And then we go, well, it's because we're not leaning into with our strengths into the area that we've been neglecting. And so that's why like the work that you do, sharing the pillars, the work that I'm beginning to do, talking about the dimensions yes. <laughs> of wellness, is just giving people the tool to realize the different aspects of ourselves and how we can affect them and how money affects them and how we can direct our money to affect them positively so we can choose happiness. Well, Jason, we've been connected with you for about, what? Seven. Seven years? Because you were on the tour. We met you on the tour when you stopped in Detroit. And I will say, watching how you have grown spiritually, you always had a light in you, but that light is shining so much brighter. (laughs) I, I love being able to just watch how you're moving in your space and you're owning your space. You have been inspired to help others in their maturation of understanding why they have to have financial wellness. Why it's important. Mm-hmm. And unapologetically doing Unapologetically. So. It's so important. And I want to thank you so much for that because I have been developing and I say I'm still developing. And when As I tell we them, are. Yeah. We are I, too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's the one thing that I've learned and, and speaking with a lot of people in their 80s and 90s who are healthy and mind and in spirit, they tell me the key to their happiness is just don't be stubborn and rigid. Allow for flexibility of mind of spirit and body that is like that is that is their advice yeah and and so for me it's always look at as as an evolution of of self it's like i get an opportunity to constantly evolve and even when i think about my purpose that i started with on this journey of financial wellness i had this vision but realizing that that vision can change it can evolve and it Mm -hmm. often evolves into something much more beautiful something much much better Mm -hmm. and Yes, I'm walking that path, but I'm also understanding that it can change and it can evolve. And and so I think that's one of the beauties of like, I think we, for me in particular, is this, this beauty of saying, I let go. It, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm letting it be. Yes. I'm letting it go. I've set my intention and things begin to fall in place, but you have to have that momentum. And that momentum mm-hmm. is our work, our effort, yes, our planning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when we let it be, all of a sudden we're like, oh, wow, it happened. <laughs> I'm like, well, one, accept that you made it happen. Right. But two, realizing you let, you let yourself go, let the expectation of return go. And what that does, it just, it frees our minds up. Mm-hmm. to keep doing the work and the purpose. And so for me in my business, and I've learned that I have to look at it in, in different ways. And and in business, I look at it in terms of how, how can I affect the world mm-hmm. positively mm-hmm. and with purpose. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, the more I do that, the more financial returns 
happen. Happen. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I have an idea. I have a an idea of like these financial goals because they are important. I mean, yes. they're important. And and to what Will has mentioned, it's like you have to have these goals, these intentions. But I go, it's like, what else? Mm-hmm. And and it's sort of like, so yeah, I set the direction, I put my effort in, the momentum, the spirit pushes me, pulls yes. me towards it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh wow, I'm enjoying, and and it's just the evolution of life to con- to continue moving and growing and and seeing what unfolds, and I think that's when the work that you do in letting people figure out how to fix their financial situation. But implanting and watering the seed, yeah. That yeah, we're we're solving this one issue, but it doesn't mean we're going to wait until you you got that credit card paid off to talk about spirit, to talk right. about health. And we're get, <laughs> we're going to talk about that now because it's going to take time. And when you pay off those credit cards, you're going to go, yeah. Not only do I feel the burden of debt off my shoulders. I am inspired to do something more. Absolutely. And and so I think the work that you both do is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I think you've pretty much answered this question, but we want to ask you. Okay. In summary, <laughs> yes. how do you define abundant living? Abundant living is living our true selves. Abundant living is not quantifying who we are based on the size of our investment portfolio, the numbers of our credit, or even the number of followers we have on social media, abundant living means it's a big one. <laughs> that you are abundantly present in the goodness and the greatness that is all around you. Mm. It really is the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual aspect that's so hard for us to grab and to understand. So that to me is what abundant living is. Oh, that is wonderful. It's living life. Thank you so much for Thank being you. on this podcast. This has been great. And we could talk to you for hours. Can't we do. could just keep talking. We look forward to your book coming out. When you made the post, we were so excited. I know. <laughs> so we're looking forward to it. Tell the listeners where they can find you. If you <laughs> wanted to let them know what you got coming up next. Yeah, I, I would encourage everyone to visit the website frugal.com. P-H-R-O-O-G-A-L. We're not, we're frugal. We're not cheap. That's, that's <laughs> Thank you. Not. Say it again. Say it again. We're frugal. <laughs> we're not cheap. That's right. Yeah. And, <laughs> so we, you can go ahead and visit frugal.com, P-H-R-O-O-G-A-L.com and find information on financial wellness and all the social, social media channels at Frugal. So you might see me doing some yoga, some, some meditation, mm-hmm. some affirmations on there. And if, if you're interested in, in kind of some of the life things and the, the more spiritual connected stuff, I do have that on my personal channel at Jason Vitug. So I am very open to connecting with, with anyone and everyone who is looking to walking the path of abundance and wellness and, and purpose. So I do encourage you to, to check out those resources and also connect with me on social. Thank Speaking you so of much. your, your personal channel, what about the Plutus Awards? Tell me a little bit. Yeah, so I just learned I was nominated for for a uh, best new TikTok, and and it's it's and it's interesting because all I do is do my yoga, and, <laughs> and every single time I do a pose, I'll go there will be some financial tips 
So you'll see me doing downward dog and upward <laughs> dog. And all of a sudden it's like, you need to budget. <laughs> so uh, just a little unique way of, of kind of showcasing the wellness health aspect of it. Yeah. And also I, I do, I, I've done some kind of like sharing my practice of intention, mm -hmm. affirmation, gratitude, and appreciation and prayer. And mm -hmm. so getting people to understand that to this, this word of Iyaga and which it's like, Oh, it's, that's a word. That's an interesting word. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's just an acronym to remind myself my intention for the day, affirmation of what I'd like to happen, the gratitude of what is and the appreciation that there are other people and something greater than me that's Yaga. that's making things happen. Yeah. So Yaga people, Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Off the episode, you'll have to tell me how to relax in yoga because that I just it's too much yeah. going on all at once. And so every time I try <laughs> yoga, I'm stressed. And which is the total opposite. Yeah. What is supposed, supposed to, to be do. happening? Yeah. Well, well, I'm 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 gonna for those. Th this is something that I want everyone to know who thought and contemplated about yoga, and just didn't know because I didn't know. I've been practicing yoga for 11 years, and I had no clue until I took a yoga teacher training class during the quarantine, the, the isolation. Mm -hmm. So I use my financial resources that I normally would use for travel. I devoted that to paying for a a certification on teaching yoga mm -hmm. that used to be in person but eventually the certification body allowed virtual and i go all these years i thought way too much about it <laughs> and it was stressing me out thinking Wait, so i can't I'm get into this pose yoga. and yes. yeah it's so all the all the stretchy poses that that is part of yoga but the whole thing of yoga is that the movements connect you to breath and breath is your connection to spirit. And so like if you look at the word of, of breath in, in Hebrew, it's the same wor word for God. The, and, and so it's like the breath has entered us and then exits us. And so yoga is the practice of breathing. And so those poses are, are really meant for you to <laughs> breathe into your body. So if you're so focused on, I need to get my right hand <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's and right. then it that's has right. to somehow appear right. over over someone else's shoulder. <laughs> like, what is going on? I thought that way too. I thought that way too. And I'm like, I can't do that because my body is made differently. It's like my left shoulder is actually just physically unable to move just because like the way the bones are. Mm -hmm. And so if I try to force my bone to move that way, I'm just going to hurt myself. And so yoga has been like, oh, you could sit and breathe with intention. You're doing yoga. Hmm. You know what? See? That's real simple. And he's it, and we could keep going even on that. I know. <laughs> so you know what? We're just going to stop. We're going to ha have another episode. <laughs> We're going to have to stop. So I'm going to say in closing, because I want, I am going to put both of you on the spot and to all your listeners. Uh-oh. So I'm going to put both of you in the spot. I'm going to plant the seed that, hey, one day you may see all three of us offering a, a session, a oh, course, yeah. a retreat, uh -oh. an abundant living oh, yes. that integrates yeah. our financial our spiritual, our physical oh, health. And yeah. perhaps they would allow me the space to be able to teach people how to manipulate their breath. Mm. 
and how to do the desk yoga, which I do all the time. There are desk yoga movements that you can do when you're sitting down. And so I'm planting that. And uh, so, so everyone listening, go, when is that (laughs) retreat happening? When is that retreat happening? And it's going to be in a beautiful location. And I'm going to invite you all to join me when the sunrise hits. But, you know, you got to watch out. Sometimes I tear up. So (laughs) (laughs) we do too. (laughs) Yes, yes, all the time. This is wonderful. Okay. Challenge accepted. Let's do it. This is great. This you heard it here great. first. You heard it here exclusive. That's right. Exclusive. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, so much. Thank you. Thank you. We we just have had a wonderful time. I've learned so much. I might even consider yoga now. Maybe. <laughs> if I can sit down. <laughs> you just said I can sit. So yeah, I, I could do it. Thank you for the multidimensional aspects of money. We see how they relate to the pillars that we have. And it's just, it's just all of us teaching everyone to live their best life. Yes. yes. And recognizing that money is not the do all end all. Money is a tool Mm -hmm. that's going to allow us to help us to live that best life. We are your financial auntie and big sister, your Mm -hmm. wealth partners. And our end goal for you is always financial transformation and financial success with fulfillment and wealth on your terms. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we pray that what was shared with you continues to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully and build wealth intentionally. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> we, we just have had a wonderful time. I've learned so much. I might even consider yoga now, maybe. <laughs> If I can sit down, <laughs> you just said I can sit. So yeah, I, I could do it. Thank you for the multidimensional aspects of money. We see how they relate to the pillars that we have. And it's just, it's just all of us teaching everyone to live their best life. Yes. And yes. recognizing that money is not the do all end all. Money is a tool mm-hmm. that's going to allow us to help us to live that best life. Remember, we are your financial auntie and big sister, your wealth partners, and our end goal for you is always financial transformation and financial success with fulfillment and wealth on your terms. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we pray that what was shared with you continues to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly under the double protection of wealth and wisdom. Putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.